0: Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Final Down NFL podcast with myself, Jim, and Punk Raider. We are here to talk about the NFL. Punk, how are you doing this evening, sir?
1: I'm all right. I feel like I'm, you know, a, a day late or something, or I've forgotten to do something, or, oh no, there's a big hole in the room. That's what it is. <laughs> there's a big orange hole. That's in why the I room. don't
0: have a headache. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're are Sans days today. Is. Denver Dave is uh, deciding to go and stand out in the cold, I believe, and watch twenty-two men kick a ball on the bit of grass. Comic
1: Sans, Dave? Really? What, what what's he gone to do?
0: He's watching the football game, really? Uh, so anyway, we, unfortunately, <laughs> we don't have Dave today. It's a real pisser because obviously, you know, his team lost again this week. So it'd be great to get his thoughts on that and uh, see on his uh, self-harm level rating um, how he's doing. I mean,
1: to be. To be fair, it's it's not the first time that his team have lost this season. So, you know, no, I think, we'll I, think I think we all know that he'd be moaning about his head coach and, you know, the fact they've got no middle linebackers. And <laughs> that's pretty much it. You know, that's the entire reason.
0: We'll get him on the next one. But uh, what we're going to do instead then is just carry on and we're going to go for the games and then the picks. Uh, same as usual. So we're going to start all the way back to Thursday night where Xavier and Howard forced a fumble and returned it 49 yards for a touchdown. Tua Tungo-Vailoa came off the bench and capped his night with a one-yard sneak for a score, with 2.19 left, and the Dolphins stunned the heavily favoured Baltimore Ravens. The Dolphins got three field goals from Jason Sanders in what became their second win in five days. Tungo-Vailoa, who couldn't start because of a fractured finger on his throwing hand, threw for 158 yards in relief of Jacoby Brissett, who passed for 156 yards, before needing to depart in the third quarter with an injured right knee. The closest either offence came to the end zone for the game's first 55 minutes was a play midway through the third quarter when Tungavailoa completed the pass to right guard Robert Hunt. The lineman rumbled down towards the goal line, got flipped over and appeared to reach the ball over the line. Unfortunately, Hunt wasn't eligible to receiver, so it didn't count. But the Dolphins' defence kept the Ravens under 100 yards, rushing and got the job done. Final score in Florida was the Ravens' 10, Dolphins' 22.
1: It was nice to see the Dolphins' defence actually turn up for the first time this season.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: It was it was it, it, they they actually played as if yeah you know, they'd been playing well for weeks it was it was almost like watching the Dolphins team of last year, to be honest, mm. I mean, they've still got the same old problems, haven't they, and I think we've said this for about two or three years now, their o line is absolutely like a turnstile, mm. and they've got no real running game to speak of, and their receivers just don't help out their quarterback, so you know it's kind of as you were with Miami, but what happened to the Ravens, man? Well, what kept... happened to the Ravens? It,
0: look, we know the we know the recipe for the Ravens. If you keep them under 100 yards rushing, they are in trouble. And and so it proved. You know, they just could not get going on on off. But I
1: thought this was this was supposed to be the year where you know Lamar proved that he was an all round quarterback, not just a runner. And you know, they were supposed to be they were supposed to. I'm sure they they were supposed to have improved their wide receiver core. And they certainly, you know it felt like at the beginning of the season that they, they really had done that a bit, but they seem to have regressed back to exactly what you said. Yeah. That run first kind of, if you, if, if we can't run, we can't win the game type offense, which Mm. is really strange, but there you go.
0: They had a bit of a bad start where uh, obviously Rashad Bateman, their first round draft pick uh, wide receiver wasn't available for the first few games of the season. And, of course, it takes some time to build up a relationship between the quarterback and, a, and the receiver. So there's that. He had, it does. To, to be fair to Lamar, if I take off my, my Steeler-coloured of goggles um, for a few seconds, I think he has slightly improved his downfield passing. He's not been helped out by a lot of his receivers.
1: He definitely, definitely hasn't been helped out by a lot of drops. I no, won't give you that been, much. There's, there's you know, been I mean.
0: drops. Mark, Mark Andrews has been okay. He's had good games and he's had mere games. But he is invariably I, the um, the safety valve for Lamar on third downs.
1: I mean, to be honest, Andrews is probably the most consistent receiver that they've got. Yeah. So, you know, it's it, when it, it does seem to be if he's not on it and the ball isn't getting to him, then, you know, the Ravens invariably will not win or will find it tough. So, yeah, I mean, good crook Credit to the Dolphins where it's due, though. I didn't certainly didn't see that one coming, even though no they one, were at
0: home. No one saw that coming, unfortunately. Although I did in my preseason picks, I switched it and oh, um, here learned my go. lesson. I really should. It's
1: uh, all go. about my preseason <laughs> picks,
0: my Nostradamus picks. <laughs> there we go. Uh, uh, yeah. So great result for the Dolphins, and uh, yeah, it keeps the AFC North even tighter than usual. So let's move on to the Sunday slate, then. Uh, Dak Prescott threw for two touchdowns and ran one in. Ezekiel Elliott scored twice, and Deshaun Wright recovered a blocked punt in the end zone. A week after touching one kept Dallas from getting the ball as the Cowboys rolled to an easy win over the Atlanta Falcons. Dorrance Armstrong's one-arm block of Dustin Colquitt's punt was recovered by Wright in the end zone, with 37 seconds left in the first half. That second quarter saw 29 points piled on for the Cowboys, which was a franchise record. Matt Ryan led the Falcons to the Dallas 20 in just really? four plays in their first best year. Yes. Franchise 29 record twenty nine points, points, points in the points. second quarter. Yeah, in the second quarter.
1: Mm. I mean, it, it, you know, it's a lot of points. Don't get it's me wrong. But I'm
0: a, surprised. Game.
1: I, I mean, you know, there are there are much better cowboy offenses in history that I would have thought would have surpassed that. But mm. no, all right, go, on, Mr. Mm. Stats i I believe you.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Matt Ryan led the Falcons to the Dallas twenty in just four plays on their first possession before settling for a field goal. Ryan didn't get that deep into Cowboys territory again through two interceptions, including Trayvon Diggs' NFL leading eighth and was pulled before the end of the third quarter with Atlanta down by 40. Dan Quinn, the ex-Falcons head coach and now Cowboys defensive coordinator, held the Falcons to season worst in first downs, 11, and third down conversions, one of 11. With 214 total yards, Atlanta had just one more than its season low. Don't forget CeeDee Lamb, who had two touchdowns on the day, and Michael Gallup was back for Dallas too after a calf injury. The final score was the Falcons' three, Cowboys' Forty-three the score says everything.
1: Really, in this game, it was you know the Cowboys just steamrolled the Falcons, and yeah, you know, there wasn't much to say about it. I mean, when Ceedee Lamb scored in the first three minutes or whatever, it kind of set the tone, you know, it was yep. it was just ridiculous. It was so one-sided; it was almost pointless. I mean, did Matt Ryan even throw ten passes? I don't. I don't remember that at all.
0: If he <laughs> <did. already> completed. <laughs>
1: He certainly didn't complete ten, but yeah, no, it's, it was, it was kind of, it was, it, it was the Cowboys' performance I wanted them to put on against the Broncos. Really,
0: I'm sure you um, did.
1: And, and <laughs> do you know what I mean, and 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 kind of the, I think the Cowboys got the shot in the arm that they probably needed. They probably thought themselves a little bit too good and actually, yeah, got a little bit above their station, thinking they would probably just roll in and beat the Broncos. So that I think that beating they got there probably woke them up. Um, As all good teams sometimes need when you haven't got a Peyton Manning or someone in the locker room to say, no, we're not letting this go. Yeah. Um, But yeah, uh, not really much to say really about the Falcons is there apart from they're just not very good.
0: And with Calvin
1: Ridley out, they're even worse.
0: I'm still not completely sold on the Cowboys though, Punk. I mean, you know, they can beat up a a team as anemic on offense as the the Falcons, but you give them half a, a challenge on defense like the Broncos gave them and they seem to fall apart.
1: I do yeah, worry about but,
0: them getting further on into the, into like the post
1: I mean, we'll talk about this more as we go on, but this is so screwy this season. Some of the results and things over the last few weeks have just been madness, you know? Yeah. And it's, I, I just, I don't think I trust anybody right now, to be honest. <laughs> I don't think I can absolutely I don't trust the Titans without Derek Henry even though they've kind of proven that they can play I don't trust the Packers fully because that defense ain't great and if Rodgers isn't there then you know they're worse than average yeah there's 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 nobody really that I actually trust to just go out within the games they're supposed to win
0: up and is down, just, cats are Just keep cogs. it. Yeah,
1: exactly. You know, it's 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 all very, 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 where's the slime under the subway and, <laughs> you know. Got it. Who knows? Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, well, we'll have to go through the other games because there are some absolute crazy ones in there. Um, for example, with both feature running backs unavailable, the Saints and the Titans had to rely on other outlets to score. Mark Ingram got a touchdown for the Saints and also became the Saints' leading ever rusher with over 6,100 yards taking the record from Juice McAllister. The Titans didn't have as much production on the ground, but did make up for it in luck. A slight roughing the pass, a penalty on linebacker Caden Ellis wiped out a Tannehill interception in the end zone by safety Marcus Williams, and Tannehill later scored on the one-yard sneak for a 13-6 lead. Tannehill also fumbled a snap at the end of the third quarter, and the receiver A.J. Brown recovered for a six-yard gain and a first down. Another good game for the Titans' defense with former first-round pick Jeffrey Simmons getting two sacks and Trevor Simeon was often under pressure. Simeon did manage two touchdowns on the day to Traycorn Smith and Marquez Callaway, but the score by Michael Pruitt and Randy Bullock's four field goals were enough to see the Titans secure a seven-game win streak. The final score was the Saints 21, Titans 23.
1: I think this actually sounded a lot closer than it was. Mm-hmm. Um, it never really felt like the Titans were completely out of control. Um, although even during that Saints comeback quite late, that you never truly believed they'd actually be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think the Titans are consistent now. I don't think they're quite as up and down as I thought they would be after they'd lost Eric Henry. And I think the last couple of weeks has kind of proven it to themselves that they can win in other ways. Yeah. So, actually, you know, I think they are still the number one seed in the AFC at the minute, aren't they? So, mm-hmm. I think in my mind, they probably deserve that. And they probably probably are the least schizophrenic of all the AFC teams.
0: Oh, The Bills are going to be close, obviously, with the kind of non-schizophrenic. Yeah, but
1: the Bills lost to the Jets the other week. It's like... <laughs> Wait, Having
0: said that... No, they, lost to the they, lo- they lost to the Jags. They, they lost to the Jags. They lost to the Jags,
1: beat the Jets. Yeah, and the Titans lost to the Jets, so yeah, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. <laughs> That's why they play the games. Let's be
0: honest. We'll what see. Exactly, in they're not played on paper, are they? So
1: <laughs> I know nothing. There's no point in me being on this podcast anymore, <laughs> is <silly>. there? Because <laughs> with, you know,
0: I... <laughs> with, without Alvin Kamara, that Saints offense did look oh, it's uh, a little bit uh, all at sea, really. You know, they, they... I mean, it doesn't help that you got Trevor Simeon at quarterback. You know, they but... haven't future planned out Drew Brees, did they? And that's why I thought this was going to be a terrible season for them. They've done better than I thought they were going to do. They got more wins. Well, let's be honest, their future plan
1: left. for the next two years was Jameis Winston, wasn't it? And of course, yeah. he went down injured. And then it's like, well, what we got left?
0: It doesn't even feel <laughs> like that was a plan. It just felt like they didn't do anything to draft, gap. And then they just had it's to a stop gap plan. Up. Yeah. But... Well, we've still got Taysom Hill, I guess. You've got
1: Taysom Hill. I don't know who's after that. It'd be the wide receiver or something, wouldn't it?
0: Well, after Simeon. Isn't it? And,
1: uh, I yeah. guess. I don't anyway, know.
0: Anyway, let's oh. see how the Saints pull out on that one. But it's going to be a, d- a tough ride for him, I think. It's going to be a difficult for him to get. Yeah, away, I, th- right.
1: I think the Saints are going to struggle to make the playoffs, to be honest.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's go on then to an AFC South matchup between the Jags and Colts that started out so well. Sure, Jacksonville saw the punt on their first position blocked and returned for a touchdown by EJ Speed. But then Jonathan Taylor ran in yet another touchdown for the season. And then the Jags got a score back through a sixty-six yard Jamal Agnew catch and run. Then the rest of the game happened, and it broke down to two more Michael Badgley field goals for the Colts to make three, a missed field goal, and a rushing touchdown by underrated running back James Robinson for the Jags. The two point conversion to Dan Arnold was good, but a group sack fumble on Trevor Lawrence, re- recovered by DeForest Buckner, ended the chance for a Jacksonville win away. The final score was the Jags seventeen, Colts twenty-three.
1: I know our uh, esteemed colleague has a massive man crush on Jonathan Taylor, and well, I'm they come in starting. This team, that's why. He, well, yeah, but I'm I'm starting to understand why a little bit more. Mm. Um, he really is turning into that kind of all-down back that can just take the load of the team on his shoulders, and even if his quarterback's having one of his mad moments, can can actually just carry the team for them, um, yeah. and he's good enough to do it. He's good enough. He's big enough. He's quick enough. He, you know, he seems to have his head screwed on the right way. You don't hear loads of stories coming out of the locker room about him or anything like that. Um, That's not to say he can't make bad decisions, but, you know. Um, Yeah, I'm still not convinced. I'm going to say this about every single team, aren't I? I'm I'm not convinced by the Colts (laughs) at all. It's it's hard to get convinced
0: about the Colts, I know.
1: They always feel like they can throw the game, lose the game, do something stupid. It never feels like they're truly safe um, in a game, even against the Jags. And the Jags looked fairly reasonable this week. They weren't dreadful.
0: Um, Yeah. It's a really poor second half, that's all.
1: Yeah, and and but they seem to do that. They seem the Jags seem to be able to kind of like the Raiders were a couple of years ago, to be honest, they seem to be able to every so often put a half of really good football together. And just when you think they've kind of turned a corner and might do a bit more or you know, put it together for a full game, they kind of revert to type and go, nah, the bed. But, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. It's 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 the process of building a football team. Um now you know, the Jags should have more experience in doing this than the most, but they don't seem to quite be getting it right at the minute. But they definitely have pieces. I mean, you know, Trevor Lawrence definitely looks like he's improving mm-hmm. week on week. Um, you know, it's a shame Trevor Sessian got injured preseason because I think it'd be interesting to see what that dual threat running game would look like. Um, yeah. And they definitely definitely need more pieces on on the O-line. But you know, overall, I think the Jags will, will be all right eventually. And the Colts, again, it's just one of those teams that they might fluke into a wild card game. As soon as they come up against someone half decent, you just fancy them to fold.
0: Mm. Yeah. The, the thing for the Jags is that they've got a good owner. It's not like um, not the, the Browns or the Chargers or Washington where they've got an owner they just want to get rid of. You know, Shad Khan seems like a nice guy that genuinely wants his team to get better. So you kind of want to root for them. I want Lebamba to do well in the NFL as well. You know, I want college coaches to come in.
1: I think we all have a little bit of a soft spot anyway for the Jags, just in the fact they've played over here so often. Yeah, and so we've actually seen them play so often. So you you, you kind of always want to see progress. And if you think back to kind of those really early. Jags, Wembley games, they were getting blown out every single week. Mm-hmm. And then I think there was a game against the Bills that they won 34, 31 or something. Yep. Um, and you know, that kind of felt like, oh, hang on, that's a bit of a turning point. They've got a few players here. And of course, it was only a couple of seasons after that they actually went to the uh AFC championship game.
0: That's right. So I think it was EJ Manuel quarterbacking for the Bills. Uh watched that game. That was it? And we got the yeah. Jags got the win. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the first we win were... they had, the first one they had in London, and then they got that. You saw yeah, the progression, and they the got into attempt, the yeah, and they got to the championship game, uh, and then they just shot and then, then
1: it all kind of <laughs> <there>, plate so <laughs> bolted.
0: Yes, so, well, but now Bortles they seem down. it
1: feels like they're starting to put those pieces back together again. So, you know, I th- I think I think the future will be rosy for the Jags. Maybe not for a couple of years, but,
0: but nice I think they'll be wins. all right. But
1: yeah, it would be nice if they had some more wins, and I think they'll get some more next year. I just think this year is a a little bit too soon. Uh,
0: Okay. On to the next game then, where Mac Jones threw three touchdown passes. Rookie Ramondre Stevenson rushed for a career-high 100 yards and two scores, and the Patriots rolled to an easy victory over Cleveland as the Browns lost quarterback Baker Mayfield to a knee injury in the third quarter. Jones finished 19 of 23 for 198 yards passing. Hunter Henry added a pair of touchdown receptions as New England went 7 of 9 on third down. Playing without star running back Nick Chubb, who missed the game after a positive COVID-19 test. The Browns were held to 217 total yards and were one of 11 on third down. Sounds a bit like the Falcons. Their only points came on their first possession with a touchdown catch for Austin Hooper. The Pats had touchdowns from Kendrick Bourne and Jacoby Myers, crazy, as well to pile on the misery for Cleveland. The Browns have now dropped four of their last six and haven't won at New England since 1992, ironically when Bill Belichick was the head coach. The final score was the Browns' seven, Patriots' 45. I enjoyed that. It <laughs> as a, as a, a new I, I can imagine you yeah, did. <laughs> that, that
1: helped you out no end. I mean, it does yeah. feel a bit like the Browns are imploding and the, the scary thing is the Patriots just seem to be getting better and better week on week. Now, whether it's who they're playing yep. um, and you know, <laughs> maybe we'll see something a little bit different when they play some half decent teams, but, um, but I'll be honest. I went out on, on the island because I I figured with Chubb healthy and everything else and everyone going for them that the Browns might actually win that game. But of course, as it mm. transpired, Chubb wasn't healthy, and then you know Baker decided that his knee needed to turn ninety degrees the wrong way. So you know it, it all kind of fell apart. But. I I, I I don't know. I see the Patriots getting on a roll, and it just makes me nervous. Whether whether the, <laughs> you know number twelves at quarterback or not, yeah, you know, I do think Mac Jones has been the most impressive of the rookie quarterbacks so far. The best um, situation he fell he into had, the best always situation. the best situation, oh, but he didn't fall into it. Let's be honest, like we picked down him the order. there before the draft. Yeah, but he didn't fall because that's exactly where we picked him in the draft.
0: If he'd gone to in our draft, he'd be struggling worse than Mac Jones. Uh, worse than Trevor Lawrence.
1: Mm, maybe. Maybe. He's I not mobile.
0: But He's not mobile. And that O-line line them, like. would not have protected him like the, the, the Patriots O-line is protected.
1: Him oh, him. no, I agree with that. I absolutely agree with that. But, you know, in that situation, it's got to be one, two, three, bang. You know, you, you can't be taking five and seven step drops when your O-line's rubbish. So, yeah. you know, it's... um. I I just get worried when I see the Patriots beating teams, even, even, you know, mediocre teams, 45, seven, or, yeah, they did it someone else a couple of weeks ago, didn't they? Yeah. Um, and it's, it's to me, that's always like Belichick just kind of cranking the engine a little bit and getting a little bit more out of the guys and a little bit more and a little bit more. And then before you know it, they're in the playoffs and anything happens. So, I, I think, guess. although I don't think they're going to win that division. You know, it's right. a shame the Dolphins have been so terrible because it, it it almost allows the Patriots that free run at the wild card spot.
0: We'll see. I mean, they they may well get into the playoffs. They're at six and four at the moment, um,
1: as are most of the AFC.
0: <laughs> well, that's true. Let's have a look <laughs> at their schedule: uh, Atlanta, Tennessee, Buffalo. Uh, Indianapolis, Buffalo again, Jacksonville and Miami. So they've got to play. So there's any really Tennessee, games.
1: Buffalo, and maybe the Colts that can give, give them a game.
0: Well, the Dolphins love beating them.
1: Yeah, but I mean, we've seen what the Dolphins do this season. I mean, I'm hoping well, they, they, they beat, turn they, a bit they, of a beat corner, them in but, week one. Yeah, but that's week one. Weird stuff happens. And they in play them again in one. week 17. Week seventeen weird things. Yeah. happen as well. week seven. Yeah, but week seventeen, it might all be done and dusted, and they might not no. need to win. <laughs> you know, if I it, don't know. if it came down to that game and the Patriots had to win to get into the playoffs, I think mm. I know where my money'd be.
0: Matt Judon's been very impressive this season. He has. I kind of thought he might have run out of gas uh, in the tank when he left uh, Baltimore, but. He certainly got a bit of a second wind in New England, so we'll see how long that lasts. But, uh, yeah, they're playing well. They're all playing well. And even without uh, Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson stepped in and and did a good job there in that that game. So, yeah, well done to New England. On to the next game. So more AFCs teams now and another one getting 45 points. The Bills having a get-right game after the shocker against Jacksonville last week took out their frustrations on the Jets. Matt Breeder caught a pass from the other Josh Allen to start the scoring. Mike White, back under the centre for the Jets after going out injured last week, was maybe too keen to get stuff done as he was picked off four times, including three straight times at the start of the second half. Buffalo scored through a rare touchdown for Stefan Diggs and rushes for Isaiah McKenzie, Matt Breeder with his second of the day, Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. Michael Carter got a rushing score back for the Jets in the fourth quarter and Joe Flacco came in on the last possession and got a touchdown pass to Elijah Moore to make the score a little nicer, but this was a buzzsaw. Final score: in New Rutherford was the Bills 45, Jets 17.
1: Exactly what the Bills wanted. Uh, a get-well game. Um, not much more to say about it, really. Yeah, it was no surprise. There wasn't anything particularly outstanding.
0: It's a real shame to see the drop-off on Mike Wyke after having such an amazing game was against the Bengals. Uh, two weeks in a row of just kind of trying, trying to play hero ball. And throwing away chances of starting. I think they're starting Joe Flacco this week. That wasn't uh, surprised. Mm. Yeah, still waiting yeah just just, just not much. Healthy.
1: Not, yeah, and uh, you know, actually, is it the worst thing if they don't play Zach Wilson again this season? Let's <laughs> just let him sit down and watch and let Flacco and that get hurt rather than rather than your franchise quarterback. Yeah, potentially. Um, you know, I'd I'd certainly be tempted to sit him. Uh, but you want him to yeah, take reps. The,
0: you want him to get the experience.
1: Well, he can take reps in, in practice. That's fine. He can go and sit sit with a snapper over in the corner and just you know, practice his, his handoffs or something to a dummy. I don't know. But <laughs> I think I think in the in the way the jets are currently, I I think I'd be dubious about throwing him straight back in there. Um, even if he was
0: fit. So there we go.
1: But the Bills, you know, Bills roll on. It's quite yep. good after a couple of dodgy games. So,
0: there we go. So, okay, we need to get through this next game the Detroit Lions and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh getting the late news that QB Ben Roethlisberger was out after testing positive for COVID 19, chose to go with fourth year backup QB Mason Rudolph. And it started with a touchdown pass to James Washington on the opening possession. That was as good as it got, though, for the Steelers. Detroit got a pick of Rudolph on a pass attempt to Kalen Bellage. The Lions got a score back with a 28 yard run by Jamar Jefferson. They got another rushing touchdown at the start of the second half with a 42-yard run by Godwin Igwe Buike. That's the one. But crucially, the extra point was missed. Two Chris Boswell field goals later, and this game went to overtime. Two game-defining fumbles by the Steelers later, and we've got the visual game definition of a sister-kisser. As the clock hits zero yet again, the final score after overtime was the Lions 16, Steelers 16.
1: Why is it whenever there's this type of game, it always involves the Pittsburgh Steelers?
0: It does not always involve the Pittsburgh Steelers. It does. Whenever there's a a
1: really dreadful turgid 13-16 or 16 or, or it's always the pittsburgh steelers That's it's why didn't you play haskins we all know rudolph's not the answer stick haskins in see what he can do dreadful game not spending any time on it detroit well done you're not going to go over and 17 but my you still want to win the game though did you did you did you not want to win the game i mean you know what on earth was your german name sounding Tight end doing with eight Fire seconds me. left, dropping the ball. I, I know, mean, come on! I mean, it wasn't the greatest play call anyway. In that situation, you just run it for a yard up the middle, or just kneel down and kick the ball. Because you know, you just oh, just. Move well, on. Nard Nardy on.
0: was the one bright spot really Couldn't... for us. He had 105 yards on 26 carries, and we we asked off to throw it 50 times. You can't win a game. Golf, a mess, get, Rudolph get like to throw 70
1: yards times. or something.
0: It was, oh, he it was terrible we he only he only completed 14 passes himself they ran the ball all the time and we weren't stopping the run so
1: i haven't seen a game this bad annoyed. in ages to be honest and it i only was... watched overtime so yeah you know. a
0: lot of people complain about how bad it was but i think it fell into that kind of so bad it was good no <laughs>
1: so bad you just knew morbid... something
0: else was going to yeah, happen yeah yeah because stuff <laughs> yeah. people were dropping yeah, things yeah, and there I were know. penalties and there were you know <laughs> <laughs> there was just so much going on that you couldn't say it was boring. It wasn't like the the Jags versus the Bills. It wasn't boring. It was it was interesting in the worst way possible. It was like watching a car. At least or the something.
1: Jags and the Bills had a winner. You know, even the, even oh, I the look, game was I, crap, I at least there was a winner ties. I mean, what, what is this nonsense? I think we so, may I mean, have, we may you
0: know, have won if we had to keep playing forever, but what, no, I what's I gonna know.
1: happen now if you if you miss the playoffs by half a game? That's going to be hilarious. You know? Yeah, well, you're 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 going to have been costed. You're going to have been costed the playoffs by uh, the Detroit Lions tying a again. Oh,
0: <laughs> Still not sure if Ben's on. playing this weekend. Get over anymore. it. So, well, I've it's, to, it's awful. It? Let's go uh, on to make us all happy, shall we? Uh, Tom Brady yeah. was picked off twice in his first six passes. and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers surrendered the clock-zapping 19-play drive that confirmed a win for Washington on Sunday. One of the picks was really on Jalen Darden after the ball came out of his hands, but the second one was similar to the pick Brady had with the Saints two weeks ago, just sailing into the defensive back. In this case, it was Bobby McCain. Washington's first touchdown came on a pretty 20-yard pass to DeAndre Carter from Taylor Heineke. Brady did get second-half scores to Cameron Brait and Mike Evans, but it was two rushing touchdowns for Antonio Gibson, the second on the drive that took over 10 minutes off the clock to effectively ice the game. Can't all be good news, of course, for the team, though. Chase Young did his ACL and is out for the season. The Bucs didn't escape unharmed either as Vita Vea went out late too. The final score, though, was the Bucks 19, Washington 29.
1: This is the Washington team that I've been waiting to see all season long. Oh, yeah. I can't believe it's taken 10 weeks for them to finally get there. I mean, I actually, I actually picked Washington to to win the NFC uh, East, East this season yep. ahead of the Cowboys. Me too. Me too. And with how shockingly bad their play has been up till now, yeah, I'd, I'd kind of, almost like the Lions, I'd kind of given up on them in disgust. So you know, it's quite nice to see. I mean, you know, it sucks so bad that Chase Young's out now, but. Yep. You know, he is a quality, quality defensive player and, and is just a monster coming off the edge. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if if Washington can keep this level up, you know, they are a decent football team. Yeah, And, you know, Brady, I'm, I'm loath to say, it, his arm's going. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it's finally going because the number of balls that he's sailing on people now or just aren't getting there, it's it's getting ridiculous. It's 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 almost, I mean, he's not quite at the level that Drew Brees got to last year yet, but he's not a million miles off. I'm sure of it. And yes, he might have the best quarterback brain on the, you know, in the league at the moment, but there comes a point where you just got to go, nah, done. Come on. And, well, you know, that Washington team, let's be honest, they've, they've been hit and miss for weeks. It's not... You know that that ten-minute drive towards the end to control the clock and just you know basically bleed the life out of the Buccaneers was just a thing of beauty. Yeah, it was it was so well controlled. It was so well game managed. The play calls were spot on. You know, passing only when you had to pass, making sure you were staying in bounds. Yeah, no, no I liked it. I it was for me. It was the one of the team performances of the week.
0: Mm. Yeah, it was really good. I mean the. The Bucks are seven and three now. Uh, after their, yeah, bye week. have they actually played anybody? Because, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> they lost to the Rams. It and the like- they they beat the Cowboys week one. They beat the Patriots week four, but that was a tight game. They and no, they've beaten the Dolphins, the Eagles, and the Bears and the Falcons. So, so-
1: actually. They're beating the mediocre teams and losing to the half decent. Teams. And guess
0: what? They get the Giants this weekend, so you know it's just a ah. murderous row of, of terrible teams that they have to, to go up against. You're they do the least New have York to Football play the Giants Bills and the the Panthers one more time. Actually, twice they've got to play the Pampers. That's...
1: I've never understood how the Super Bowl champions get the easiest schedule.
0: And it used <laughs> uh... to happen all
1: the time with the Patriots. Yeah,
0: so, Tom you Brady's know, I, can't, I well. can't
1: figure out what what the common denominator there would be. The, the league looks at it and goes, oh, yeah, let's give them the easy schedule this year.
0: What are you saying? That Roger anyway. Gale likes Tom Brady?
1: I'm, I would not suggest any bias in this league whatsoever. You know? There's, there's never any dodgy officiating in, in favour of, you know, certain, certain players and teams than other players and teams, or, oh, you know, it's I'm, will I, 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 uh, ta- I, I was fairness. gonna say, I'll, I'll, I'll take the fifth at the moment. Otherwise, Thank I'll uh, probably end up having Rogers goons come after me. Maybe I've got some <laughs> dodgy emails. Who knows? Well done,
0: well done to Washington, and uh, hopefully that kind of kickstarts the second half of your season. Let's go on then to a shocker of a result, where 32-year-old Cam Newton provided the flashback to his MVP days in his second debut with the Panthers. Throwing for one touchdown, running for another on his first two touches and sparking Carolina to a divisional win over the high-flying Arizona Cardinals. Newton found Robbie Anderson running across the end zone to get the Panthers out to an early lead. That only got bigger. Former Cardinals Hassan Reddick got a fumble recovery on Colt McCoy's first drive. Zane Gonzalez kicked four field goals. Tuba Hubbard got a touchdown in the third to extend Carolina's lead. James Conner did get a late touchdown for the Cardinals, but this was a game that Colt McCoy looked like he'd been sniffing his own seat all week. The final score in Arizona was the Panthers 34, Cardinals 10. Now, last week, we, we took out Kyler Murray, we took out DeAndre Hopkins, it didn't make any difference. And now it does.
1: Yeah, it, this is, it's just nuts, isn't it? Whole league's nuts. <laughs> Makes no sense. And why the hell are they throwing flags on cam newton for celebrating his first touchdown his first one. touch first i know but geez you know read the room <laughs> it's, it's gonna be it's a really bit great. excitable first touch back in carolina in what two years and you know come on just enough with the nonsense you know and um, panthers look better they did look a lot better um I'm not quite sure how much that was down to Cam, to be honest. But just generally, they seem to be doing the basics well and, yeah. and not not making those mistakes that they have done in recent weeks um, that's cost them quite a few games.
0: Well, when they got up um, to 3-0 at the start of the season, Punk, they were looking amazing on defence. They were stopping people yeah. from getting any sort of running yards. And they looked a lot closer to that again. You know, they looked like the, the 3-0 Panthers, not the three and three Panthers that we had to put up with.
1: Definitely. Definitely. And and I think, you know, I always said at the beginning of the season, this this was one year too soon for the Panthers. And I still truly believe that. I don't think they've got that consistency yet with such a young defence and, you know, an offence that really is still relying on McCaffrey. And if McCaffrey's not there, then yeah, it struggles. But mm. there are signs that, Maybe just maybe they can they can put something together and the season isn't lost. You know, I mean, this is such a weird season that I can see some eight and eight, nine and eight teams getting a wild card spot. So, yeah, you know, they've got to just keep going. I think, and it's again, same with all young teams, it's consistency. Yeah, until you can play consistently well every single week in all four quarters on all phases of the ball, then you know, you're not going to win that many games. But you're right, the Panthers did look like the Panthers of old and the Cardinals looked like they should have done the week before when we all thought they were going to.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they tricked us.
1: They tricked us. Yeah, lot, I think. yeah it's all, for, all about us, isn't it? I mean, come on.
0: <laughs> Do us a favour. <laughs> Just win every game, Arizona. Come on, what's wrong with you? Anyway, next game, the Vikings bounce back from two straight close losses with victory over the Los Angeles Chargers. The Vikings, whose five losses this season have been by a combined 18 points, came into the game with five players on the COVID-19 list, including starting safety Harrison Smith and centre Garrett Bradbury. They were also missing four other defensive starters because of injuries. Kirk Cousins threw a pair of touchdown passes to Tyler Conklin and Dalvin Cook rushed for 94 yards in the score. Justin Jefferson, who only had five catches in the past two games, tied a season high with nine receptions for 143 yards. LA has dropped three of its past four games, Justin Herbert was 20 of 34 for 195 yards with a touchdown and an interception. Keenan Manor had eight catches for 98 yards. Los Angeles scored on a diving rush by Larry Roundtree and a catch by Austin Eckler. Vikings held on with a fourth down conversion on their last drive to ice the game. The final score in SoFi was the Vikings 27, Chargers 20. This is one of those,
1: I mean, it's the Vikings, isn't it? This is this is the frustrating thing with the Vikings. Mm. we know they can have games like this where they play really really well they spread the ball about everyone's contributing yeah you know cousins isn't making mistakes the defense play pretty well well enough yeah Uh, yeah well enough to to you know if you can limit the opposition to 20 you've got to fancy yourself with that offense Mm -hmm. so you know the defense does its job the offense comes out that's great you know and then next week they'll do the exact opposite against the Jets or something and, and be absolute toilet. And it's so frustrating because there are so many good players on this Vikings team that, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to do a little bit of a Dave here and blame some of the coaching, but I... Do, <laughs> Go ahead. You know, if, if the players are consistently good and aren't doing things that differently, all right, Cousins is a bit up and down and so on and so forth, then the only real problem is the play calling and the coaching that I can see—I mean, there is no way on on God's green earth this Vikings offense shouldn't be a top five offense in both touchdowns and yards. So you know they've got all the pieces, all of them. They've got good receivers. They've got Conklin's a good tight end. You know yep. they've got Dalvin Cook. They've got they've got more pieces on offense than I'd say the Titans have. Oh so, yeah, yeah, you know it's it's really it's really frustrating when you get and it works the other way as well to a degree in that you know a good coach will coach up bad players to play better but a bad coach will will almost pull down and hold back good players and you know this isn't a league where you can afford to take a year or two off when you've got a bad coach um because you you know you just in with free agency and and everything else you just can't keep hold of your team so you know i think i think the vikings need to cut their losses and and kind of just get somebody else in and actually let this team go a bit because when they do and they play with that kind of free abandon that they did against the chargers then they're dangerous they really are dangerous
0: i absolutely agree the problem is when they get wins it's more difficult to get rid of the coach,
1: oh. and this is, yeah, I mean, this is the 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 sort of Damocles, isn't it, dangling above your head? It's mm-hmm. do 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 we get the wins and keep the coach, yay? Or do we does does do we trust the owners to actually see what's happening here and you know fire the coach regardless?
0: Yeah, well, that's the decision for the uh, Vikings top brass to make. We're going to move on. We're going to move on. Rookie Devontae Smith hauled in two touchdown passes from Jalen Hurts and the Eagles rushed for 214 yards in winning their fourth road game, this time over the Denver Broncos. Five times the Broncos crossed the Eagles' 25-yard line and just once did they reach the end zone on a Melvin Gordon one-yard run in the first half. They wasted several golden opportunities including the 22-yard field goal try by Brandon McManus that was blocked by safety Kayvon Wallace who sliced through the line untouched just like a Dallas defender did in the punt last week. The Broncos but 1-20 when trailing at half-time under coach Vic Fangio also wasted an Albert O 64-yard catch and run to the eight and safety Justin Simmons' interception, leading to a Melvin Gordon fumble on the last play of the third quarter that was scooped up by Darius Slay, and he managed to get the 83 yards to push the game out of reach for Denver. The final score was the Eagles 30, Broncos 13. I didn't see this coming, to be
1: honest. Um, I honestly thought after... I didn't... Yeah let's be honest, the Broncos are not a team that are 30-plus points better than the Cowboys. No. However, when when they're playing at home, they do tend to have this knack, especially against what I would call mediocre teams, of being able to put up enough points and kind of rely on that defense to, to help them out and, and get them over the line. Mm. But they're just not very good. I think... <laughs> I think that's what it boils down to. They're just not a good football team. Um, I think, you know, I, I don't want to kick the Broncos too much because obviously he's not here to defend them. But right. I think he'd agree with me in saying that, you know, they just, they've run out of ideas. They don't, they don't just don't have any cohesion. The fact that their special teams have been absolutely diabolical two weeks in a row is of no surprise. Um, on the flip side, I think the Eagles are getting better. I think they're one of the one of those teams where they're not going to pull up any trees and they're not going to beat anyone spectacular. But, you know, they'll give people games and they'll cause people problems. I think they've been doing it pretty much most of the season. Similarly to the the Jags, I suppose, in that they've got enough pieces and they feel like they're cohesive enough that they can move forward. They just need to actually improve in a few areas. I'm 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 not sold on Jalen Hurts yet. I don't know why, but you know maybe maybe it's me. Maybe it's my age, and I like too many pocket passing quarterbacks. But you know, I just him Lamar Jackson. Oh, I don't know. It's it's just the evolution of Russell Wilson, really, isn't it? So I should, in theory, not have a problem with it. But such is life.
0: Hmm. I, I Although I picked the uh, the Broncos at the start of the week, I did put a bet on on the Sunday for the uh, Eagles to win, and it did come off. So uh, I was happy about that.
1: Yeah, I saw that. You shared that sneaky, <laughs> sneaky did, underdogs yeah. bet.
0: Yeah. Then I think we all went Broncos Patriots last week. Didn't we? And Washington. I picked the Washington. Washington. 14, yes, you did. did. Beat the Bucks, and they all came through. Finally got me some money. Usually, Punk, I try and play it safe, and I end up just giving money away to a certain... Uh, betting company I won't say who uh, because plenty are available but yeah
1: this season's been a bit of a nightmare betting wise for everybody I think let's be honest with with some of the results that have come out um you know even even that god-awful game of yours will have killed a few people off
0: but yeah we're at a point for that tie so (laughs) no one got anything for that
1: No, exactly but Broncos-Eagles at this point almost feels like one of those nothing games that neither team's going to be first pick in the draft and neither team's going to make the playoffs. and It's just one of those you kind of play it just for the fun of it and see see who's good and who isn't for next season.
0: Waiting for next year, yeah. yeah. Okay, so on to the next game. So the Seahawks at the Packers, this game was crap. Three and a half time <laughs> to Green Bay. AJ Dillon rushed for two fourth-quarter touchdowns as Rodgers returned after missing a game with COVID-19. Despite Russell Wilson rushing back from a hand injury, Seattle was shut out for the first time since 2011, when they lost to the Steelers, the year before Wilson was drafted. The final score was Seattle 0, Packers 17. What what were we supposed to say about this game?
1: Well, the only only real thing of interest and note in this game that I saw was that it was the first snow game of the year.
0: Okay. The first snows of winter
1: it, it was it was the first the first rays of winter in green didn't bay didn't on the pitch though. and no um you know things like undersoil heating exist nowadays so it's very rare now that there's actual snow on the pitch in mm. green bay unless it's actually coming down during the game yep. um but you know yeah great packers got another win Seahawks got another mm. loss
0: let's all just move on shall we let's move on to the sunday night game i'm sure you've been waiting for this the Mahomes of old was back Sunday oh, night yeah. and the Kansas City Chiefs are back to their usual spot atop the division. Mahomes threw over 400 yards and five touchdowns to Tyreek Hill, who got the first two. Noah Gray, tight end. There are Williams on the drive with a fake punt completion and Byron Pringle. The Oakland... Oh, sorry. Jesus, Oh, sorry. 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 The Las Vegas Raiders no, no. were held to eighty-two no, yards fine. in the first half. their fewest in the home game in eight years. And went one for nine on the third down. It, do you know it was. It must be because we did our uh, Patreon video with the Oakland Raiders and the with the, the Oakland figures. Raiders. Yeah. Magic reception. Oh, just <laughs> that stuck in my head. Um,
1: the, yeah, there you go. Go and watch the Patreon video. That. That's oh, where you can nice. hear us talking about the Oakland Oakland Raiders. Go on. Yeah. Sorry, All the Las now, Vegas Raiders. I'll pause this. Pause this. Go and watch the Oakland Raiders <laughs> on the
0: Patreon video. Yes, then come back and restart this. Exactly. The Las Vegas Raiders were held to 82 yards in the first half. their fewest in the home game in eight years and went one for nine on third downs to fall down double digits in the first half for the fifth time this season. Hunter Renfro and Brian Edwards got touchdown catches for them. They also brought in veteran receiver Deshaun Jackson this week to fill in the void left by Henry Ruggs' release. On his first target of the game in the third quarter, Jackson caught a 40-yard pass from Derek Carr, but Rashard Fenton knocked the ball out and Tyrone Matthew recovered it. Looks like the bag did get poked, Final score was the Chiefs 41, Raiders 14. Punk? <laughs> you have to get your head out of your hands.
1: This is exactly... Yeah, this is exactly what I feared last week. That... Uh, 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 I, look, Gruden's gone, let's be honest. But this is still yeah. a Gruden team with Gruden characteristics. Mm-hmm. Um I can quite easily see this turning into another Gruden season where you know, there's there's promise, there's hope, there's improvement, and then it all falls apart.
0: Rich Basachi um, was his boy. So yeah, I know,
1: but yeah, Basachi is his own man. He's making his own decisions now. It's not, yeah, you know, he's not just running the Gruden playbook. Okay. I mean, there there were a few things that really made this. And let's be honest, you know, the forty-one fourteen does. It, to me anyway is not a fair reflection of the game i mean if deshaun jackson just catches the ball and runs forward 15 more yards yeah you know and doesn't make that stupid turn around pirouette start running towards his own end zone to be able to go back the other way thing Mm -hmm. yeah if we'd scored on that drive that would have been 24 21 so you know, at that point, it's pretty much game on and and any, everything to play for. But with, with it swinging the other way and and the Chiefs going down and scoring again, it kind of it kind of felt like that was the momentum swing that that kind of killed us. One thing I do want to call out massively, and you know, if Godell wants to send his goons after me, then he can. How in God's name does Max Crosby never get a holding call? It's (laughs) some of the holds that happen to him on a regular basis that just don't get called a criminal. Mm. You know, when when you've got little fingers being brushed on helmets and 15-yard penalties being called, when when people are grabbing Max by both shoulder pads and pulling him down to the ground, how is that not a call? It's ridiculous. one massive positive in the game. I have managed to find one positive. Go for it. Does your punter force fumbles?
0: <laughs> Mine does. That was a good play. That was a very good AJ
1: play. AJ Cole,
0: absolutely
1: yeah. man of the day. Mm. Um, forcing that fumble was just great. The problem is we just keep beating ourselves. And, and that's the frustration as a Raider fan. It's, you know... The last twenty years have been spent beating ourselves. It's ridiculous. Um, the roster just isn't deep enough. We, you know, once once the injuries started biting in, and you know everything that's happened over the last few weeks—from Gruden to Rugs to Arnett to oh, just you know—I mean, we just yep. haven't got the depth to be able to live with it. Um, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that the season is lost because it isn't, you know, we have got some tough games coming up. We can win those tough games, but we need to stop being completely and utterly inept at times. And, you know, Derek Carr's as guilty of this as anybody. I mean, I'm, I was shouting for him for MVP, kind of first four or five were. weeks of the season, Yeah, which, you know, I truly believed at the time he was playing at that level the last couple of weeks, he's he's missing balls. He's missing obvious touchdowns. His his accuracy's completely dropped off in the red zone again. Um, the defense seems to have forgotten how to defend. I mean, uh, Abraham getting completely outjumped by a flipping running back for a mm. thirty yard. It's like, come on, man, basics. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it, again. It's that cycle of they give you a little bit of hope. You start to believe in them Uh-oh. and then it all just comes crashing down again. But like I said, you know, the season is not done. Um, I probably only feel this way because of who the team is that we lost to. Uh, if this had been the Titans or something, I probably wouldn't be half as as grumpy about it. But, you know, <laughs> it's, truth, uh, it's it? It, yeah, exactly. So, you know. And, uh, I mean, on the on the other side of the ball, let's be honest, we've all been expecting the Chiefs to get it right at some point. We're just amazed it took them this long. Yeah, um, but and, now... And it was almost inevitable it was going to be the game against us, that it all, all went right for them. So, you know, I yeah. mean, it, and, and the AFC is so cuckoo. He's so cuckoo this season that all of a sudden, I think from last week, the Chiefs being in... Third or even maybe even bottom of the division last week to suddenly being in first place is it's absolutely nuts. But yeah, we go on, we go on. We'll, we'll you know I still think we'll make the playoffs. I hope I'd like to think from that start we'd make the playoffs, but I'm just starting to see a few little characteristics of those teams from the last couple of seasons where they've promised so much and and completely failed to deliver.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll stop you. now. Yeah, I'll,
1: I'll let someone else That's talk fine. now. Four,
0: four of um, Kansas' last seven games are against the division of opponents, so that that could be uh, interesting. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh,
1: put it this way: it'll, it'll. I'm hoping by the time we get to those games that yeah, the whole thing is not sorted out, and it, it literally would be the most interesting end to the season ever.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, let's go on to the Monday night game then. We're almost done. Just one more crazy game to go through. Um, and after just one win in the last six games, the 49ers were sinking to another turgid season. But Jimmy Ward intercepted Stafford on Los Angeles' first two drives of the game after coming into the night with only two interceptions in 85 games and none since 2016. The first came on a deep heave by Stafford to Beckham, Odell Beckham Jr., of course, who's just turned up from, uh, from Cleveland. That went right. Oh, it towards... wasn't
1: golden balls. I thought it was golden balls. <laughs> I just assumed looking at the stats that golden balls was was the one catching the passes, not not the uh, you know, revered wide receiver of the two finger catch fame.
0: <laughs> 18 yards, I think he got on the uh, on the game. Uh, next came on a quick throw that tight end Tyler Higby bobbled right into Ward's hands, leading to a 27 yard touchdown return. That pick six came after Jimmy Agroppolo had already got a touchdown pass to George Kittle on their for opening drive. Debo Samuel ran one in before halftime and turned a fourth and six into a 40-yard touchdown to confirm the result. The Rams just couldn't stop them. Despite adding Von Miller, as San Francisco had its most rushes in the regular season game in nine years, 44 runs for 156 yards. This was the Niners' fifth straight win over the Rams, so perhaps we should have known. The final score was the Rams, 10, Sam Fran, 31. And, Punk, what are we doing here?
1: Uh, the I Niners with this. I, yeah, 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 God knows. Debo Samuel. Debo I think you know. Amazing. I know he 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 won me my uh, fantasy game this week. I know that in one of my leagues. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Um, <laughs> there have not been too many wins this season. Let's be honest. No, um Debo Samuel is also the one of the players I talked about um, on our recent Patreon video. So I think people should be going and getting on the patreon and and listening to that because I wax lyrical about how I think he's one of the most underrated players in the league. Yeah. Um I don't know how the Rams managed to lose this to be honest. Um and I'm even less certain on how the 49ers won it. So <laughs> so it's uh, I this this league is just it's nuts. This season, I don't know why it's absolutely nuts. And I'm sure, I don't know if the stats will bear this out or not, but to me, it feels like there are more weird, freaky results this season than any other season, or certainly in living my recent memory. Yeah, I every can't every remember. Week there a are, time there's usually where...
0: one Ackerbuster or maybe two. Yeah, but...
1: you can maybe find one or two weird, freaky results, but this year it seems to be five. I think what was there was a stat. That I saw somewhere, and it was it was the, over the last two weeks. I think like seventy percent of the time, the underdogs have won, and it's like, what? How has that happened? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this great is in supposed some to be ways. the par- I, I mean, it is, and I know the NFL wants parity, and you know, in theory, that's what this provides. Yep, but you know, it's it's just weird to be honest it's just the league's only very, as strongest very weakest weird.
0: team so i mean although the lions are clearly the weakest team there, there seems to be a, a lot tighter line now there's no yeah. there's no team that's going out and just winning every game like even even the cardinals and the rams have been brought down to worth a little bit and packers don't look convincing with uh, well, with the injuries they've got
1: yeah i mean you you can go through the top 3 or 4 teams. i mean just look at the afc you know the titans lose their best running back but still look pretty much like the best team in the conference. Mm-hmm. But after that, who, who are you putting up? The Bills, maybe. But, you know, they seem flaky as anything compared to how they were looking three or four weeks ago. Um Yeah. It, oh, we'll
0: I see if the know. Chiefs get on a run now.
1: Well, uh, we'll yeah. That,
0: coming up after this week, I believe, but. I mean, the they unfortunate thing
1: of, with the Chiefs is, yeah, they can—they yeah. are the sort of team that could go on a run and yeah. win the next seven or eight without even, you know, breaking too much of a sweat. Um, but it's, it's just a weird, weird season. One other interesting thing, though, um, just before we, we wrap up this week, mm. um, with the Panthers beating the Cardinals on Sunday... Cat teams against bird teams now yep. has a record of 209, 209, and 10 throughout Beautiful. the course of NFL history. So there's a little bit of synergy if ever you wanted it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cats and birds living together. This is what we were saying at the top of the podcast. You know, there is some weird painting somewhere where old big Mr. Vigo's forehead's coming out, and you know. <laughs> Cats and dogs living together, yeah. rain falling upwards, slime under the streets. The <laughs> Statue
0: of Liberty will be walking out of New York Harbour. I know, I know. It's crazy. So before we before we go, we better do the picks from last week and then the picks for this week uh, to wrap up week 10. Uh, we're running the Pod Versus the People contest with PlayActionPools.com, the newest and already the best office sports pool hosting system. We're able to enter our picks each week and track the evil man who's currently on top. And the plucky hero is constantly at the bottom but will ultimately come good and get the girl in the end. If you want to use play action pools, then don't forget to use our discount code TFD for 10% off and getting at the ground level to help this company move forwards. They've also just released a build your bankroll feature, which operates essentially as a virtual sports book, allowing you to choose the games you want to pick and determine how many points you're willing to risk on each game. I think we're probably going to be taking advantage of that on the future competitions, bunk. But make sure you check them out at playactionpools.com. That's playactionpools.com. And as always, we look I'm at- sorry,
1: was that was that playactionpools.com?
0: That was. And
1: 10% off. And uh, 10% off.
0: That's a damn good deal. We've just typed in three letters. TFD. The final down. There TFD. you go.
1: TFD and you get 10% off. Sounds okay. like a great deal to me.
0: It does. So let's have a look at the week 10 wrong So the ones that we uh, <sighs> failed to, to come through for us. So <laughs> <How do> you- <laughs> it starts on Thursday night where we all pick the Ravens to beat the Dolphins. No... <laughs> Uh, (laughs) the Patriots-Browns so me and you pick the Browns so the two Daves Denver Dave and Seahawk fan Dave pick the Patriots Steelers-Broncos, we all pick the Steelers Steelers-Lions, we all pick the Steelers but it's a tie so that counts as zero point for us Uh, Washington against the Bucks. well I picked the Washington football team the rest of you pick the Bucks. so there's a point for me well
1: done for lone wolfing
0: thank you. Uh, The Panthers, you laughed at me for that as well. The Cardinals, Panthers, we all picked the Cardinals and the Panthers took us out there. Chargers versus the Vikings. Punk, you were the lone man on the Vikings Island. Absolutely. So congratulations. Packers, Seahawks, we all picked the Packers, but Denver Dave picked the Seahawks. I think he was worried about Aaron Rodgers not starting at all. Chiefs, Raiders, well of course Punk, you were on Raider Island for that one so there's a point down. And then the 49ers versus the Rams, we all pick the Rams. And the Eagles-Broncos, we all pick the Broncos, at least in the picks. So um, the way it's looking out at the moment is that Dave is still on top with 94 points. Punk, you are now joint second with the people on 91. And Jim, myself, is bringing up the rear with 89. So just a couple of points away from joint. Yeah,
1: still all (laughs) playful. Still a long way to go.
0: Still a long way to go.
1: I'm sure there's, there's a beer or two on the outcome of this. So, That's right. Although, you know,
0: and that, that was week so, 10. So let's move on to week 11. Exactly. We've got, let's, uh, let's move on. We've got even more games. this. We've got 15 games this week. Yes. So more chances yeah. to win is the way I'm Ch- looking at it. Churning through those bye weeks like there's no tomorrow. Exactly.
1: We'll be we back up to a full slate.
0: <laughs> we have a new challenger as always, Punk. Every week we have a new challenger uh, against us. This week it is Will. He was a Jags fan, a long-suffering Jags fan. Will the
1: Jags fan? Yep. Is it Will Blackman?
0: (laughs) He wishes. Or we wish, if we can have Will Blackman on the phone. I was going to say. We're going to go through the games then and see who's picked what. We do have Denver Day's picks here. Uh, We looked at playactionpools.com, so we've got his picks in front of us. uh, So we can obviously laugh at those if possible. The Thursday night game is the New England Patriots at the Atlanta Falcons.
1: Really, you're you're pausing for effect, or well, because you well, want to hear laughter, or I'm you know patriots all day, every day, twice on
0: Thursdays. Well, I'm going for the Falcons. I almost uh, said some my days. preseason pick. Because oh, there he goes. There's a couple of reasons for it, but the Falcons. Have you watched the Falcons the last? Yeah, couple I've of seen games. them. I've seen the, I've seen <laughs> them at home as well, and they do sometimes turn it out at home. And I just think Mm. there's a half chance that the Falcons might scrape a win here. So I'm going for them. The Sunday game start with the.
1: On a short week against Bill Belichick. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, (laughs) yeah. I've gone for it. Okay. The (laughs) the Sunday (laughs) game start with the Indianapolis Colts, at the Buffalo Bills.
1: Yeah. I don't like this game. I don't want to pick this game. This is where I need Dave to go first. You see. (laughs) Because <laughs> well, I I, I I'd like that. to He's hear someone else's thinking. <laughs> He's gone for I, the bills. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to go You're with the, have bills to go to well, the Bills as well. Just because as... they're at home. Yeah. I have to go with the Bills just because it's the Colts. It's a safe bet. And they're playing outside away in some snow. I don't know. The mm. Bills. Yeah, the Bills. I'm going Although,
0: Bills. we know in snow games, it's the running game that takes over. And, of course, Jonathan exactly. Taylor is the best running back in the game. So. Exactly. Exactly. I don't feel good Dave, about that pick. They're going go the Bills? Bills. Well, we all lose if, yeah. uh, if the Bills lose there. So Then we've exactly. got the Baltimore Ravens at the Chicago Bears. Off their bye week, the Bears.
1: Baltimore Ravens at the Chicago Bears. Uh, the Ravens have, have worried me the last... Couple of weeks or so, they've really not been very good. But the Bears no. are just measurably worse. So I'm going to go with the Ravens.
0: We've all gone for the Ravens. Not going to uh, drag that one I'm trying to pick out. up
1: these three points somewhere, lads.
0: <laughs> you can't have them there. You can't have them there. Oh, Although Chicago have, have been getting incrementally better, and I think now they've finally given it over to Justin Fields. They they should start seeing a couple of wins later later down the road. Uh, next game. Not this week, guys. Not this week, potentially. The Detroit Lions at the Cleveland Browns.
1: Yeah, I'll take the Cleveland Browns. Don't care if they're playing the backups. The Lions are not winning.
0: Well, I've also gone for the Cleveland Browns, and so has Will and Dave. So that's a clean sweep again for the Browns. The Houston Texans are off their bye. And they're at the Tennessee Titans.
1: Lucky them. Lucky them. That's a lovely game for them to come off their bye week too. Yeah, um, I can't
0: think of any reason why. Well, even even in the universe where Vigo's head is coming out of a painting, that the Texans can win this <laughs> game.
1: Uh, uh, maybe at the gates of Zul. Maybe maybe <clears throat> maybe if Zul were to appear, then mm-hmm. Texans might have a chance. But currently, no, no, no. I'm going with the Titans.
0: Everyone's going for the Titans, Funk. Sorry to uh, burst any bubble there. Uh, Then we've got an NFC North matchup. It's the Green Bay Packers at the Minnesota Vikings. Both just got a win. I'm not sure about this game.
1: Because this is exactly one of those games where I could very easily make a case for the Vikings to win. But the problem I have is that the Vikings played very well last week. And so therefore are probably going to shoot themselves in the foot somehow this week. Um, now, important to stress that the Packers do not have uh, Aaron Jones, but no. they do have everybody else pretty mm. much, offensively.
0: Um,
1: yep. And I think they'll probably just manage to outscore the Vikings. Um, so I'm going Packers.
0: Rogers just owns that division. It's so difficult to pick he against
1: does. him. He does, but I, I, mean, I, I just, I don't trust Kirk Cousins enough to be able to say he's going to be good enough to to keep up with Rodgers without making the mistakes. So yeah. Yeah, that that that's the thing that's swaying it more for me is is the the quality of play that the Vikings have at quarterback.
0: Mm-hmm. Everyone's gone for the Packers, so let's carry on. The Miami Dolphins are at the New York Football Jets in an AFC East matchup.
1: Hopefully this is as good as that Um, Monday night game from a few years ago with Dan where it was 48-48 and I think (laughs) the Dolphins won 51-48 in overtime. Mm -hmm. And I remember staying up till I think that game finally finished at about half past seven in the morning or something. (laughs) It just went on for hours. Um, But although the Dolphins played better last week and I can see – See, see, you know, that defense getting better, the offense starting to do bits and pieces. I just got a feeling about the Jets this week. I think they're probably yeah. due another one of those games where they pull one out and, and look decent. So I'm actually going to go for the Jets.
0: Well, get ready to uh, have a, a lie down on the island, punk, because everyone else has gone for the Dolphins. Uh, Beautiful. <laughs> the New Orleans Saints are at the Philadelphia Eagles
1: tricky one um Mm. i've lost i think i lose track every week are we on saints bad week or saints good week i don't (laughs) know well
0: i need dave
1: here for that Mm. but um regardless no the saints weren't great um they're away outdoors in the cold i'm going philly
0: okay well I, I would love to say that that was a controversial pick, but everyone's gone for Philadelphia.
1: Oh, that's dreadful. Change <laughs> day's pick.
0: Change day's pick to <laughs> the Saints. I wish I could. I'm not the uh, admin on that one. So, the, the Washington football team are at the Carolina Pampers. Both teams got wins. Uh, it's quite surprising wins, I guess, uh, in week 10. Both,
1: both teams got wins. I think Washington looked the more well-rounded team. Mm. Um but I I like the Panthers at home. Yeah. Um, I think they got a little bit of a, just a bit of a confidence boost with Cam being back in the building. And I think they're starting to believe themselves a little bit more. So I'm going Panthers.
0: I like your thinking. And so does Dave. So the three of us have gone for the Panthers. Will, however, has gone for Washington. So he is out on an island there but not a
1: not way. a dangerous pick I don't think I think that one is one of that. the ones this week that could go either way to be honest
0: yeah I want to I just stuck with my preseason the San Francisco 49ers are at the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, niners
1: at Jags well it's it's that you see I always have this issue with west to east and you do I think I'm, I've spoken about it many times so I'm not going to go and into it a again game
0: as well so it's a short short week they've come off a, a Nine, big divisional win they've got to go all the way across the country to play a team they're expecting to beat
1: so yeah they'll beat them 49ers <laughs> <laughs> the
0: for Jags the 49ers. for I'm crying out loud that, it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know I was trying to and I almost convinced <laughs> you almost convinced me to go Jags but no <laughs> oh, I
0: almost convinced myself The I've got to be careful about that the Cincinnati Bengals <laughs> are off their bye and they're facing the Las Vegas Raiders.
1: They are indeed. Uh, Bengals be kind day. of reverted to type a little bit, kind of same as the Raiders are, but we're both very similar teams. We've both got things we're good at and things we're bad at, but we also don't have any consistency whatsoever. So, no. this could either be a, a, a Lions Steelers 16 16 bore of a game, Beautiful. or it could be a shootout, or it could just be the greatest game ever played. doesn't matter really, because whichever version it is the Raiders are going to win, so
0: Ooh, them's fat in words Well, Will and Dave agree with you, I do not, so I'm going for the Bengals in this game, I'm sorry There
1: you go, enjoy the island <laughs>
0: I'll be on it, I don't know why I'm on that, AFC North Island for the Bengals uh, Anyway, the this should be a good game I've just jinxed it. The Dallas Cowboys are at the Kansas City Chiefs.
1: Three nothing Cowboys. <laughs> I, I I genuinely am picking the Cowboys. Yeah. Don't ask me why. Um, I'm Chiefs beat us, they looked better. I, I don't like the Chiefs, but
0: no.
1: you know, you know I I don't believe that they are as good as we made them look last week. I think a lot of what people are reacting to is actually um, the Raiders playing badly rather than the Chiefs playing well. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a little bit of a misnomer there. And I think the Cowboys are a better all-round football team. So I'm going with the Cowboys.
0: Okay. Well, it's not a unanimous decision this time. There are three people picking the Cowboys and <sighs> picking the Chiefs. So, oh,
1: <laughs> again, another dreadful. Another
0: little island there. Another little island.
1: Yeah, you, you're liking your island.
0: I didn't. I wish I wasn't. But, you um, might need to be, like, build a
1: shelter, up. mate. You may be there sometime.
0: <laughs> and, a, and a Wilson ball. Uh, three games left. First of all, it's the Arizona Cardinals at the Seattle Seahawks.
1: I, d- I don't know who's fit. I don't know who's not fit. Yeah. I know Russell Wilson's back and he's had one game. I know the Seahawks look God-awful against the Packers. I, I I I just don't know what to think about the Cardinals at the minute. Um, after the last it's two weeks. Dangerous. Yeah, no, absolutely they're dangerous. And their defense is good, you know. It's, mm. it's an upper echelon defense. But there's just something about that Seahawks offense when they're playing at home with Russell Wilson. Um, and I think, therefore, I'm going to go with the Seahawks. But it's a tricky one. I really don't know what to think. is Kyler Murray back, is D Hop back? I don't suppose D Hop is because he absolutely tore his hamstring to pieces, didn't he? But
0: mm. I who don't knows? think they're cleared at this point. So we have to keep an eye on it. But there's actually a 50-50 split in the picks for the first time this week, Punk. Uh you and Will have gone for the Seahawks. Dave and I have gone for the Cardinals. So Marvellous. That's that. Uh Pick the Sunday night there. game is gonna be the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Los Angeles Chargers.
1: Yeah. You're not good enough, Chargers.
0: <laughs> have you seen how turgid the Chargers have been lately?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chargers Inspiring are dreadful, mate. But, but, but they've still got more than enough to beat you.
0: Well, if we're starting Rudolph, then maybe. But uh, if Ben's back, then I'm going with the Steelers. So it's a three-to-one Chargers. split. <laughs> um, me on another island, picking my team. Wow,
1: you're going to have to get a crate of rum at this.
0: Hey, I this might be rate. back at level points with you after this week. <laughs> all these I'm on. You'll probably be six ahead of us if, if it all goes your way. <laughs> the Monday night game is one to probably avoid. It's the New York football giants at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
1: Well, this won't be a problem for Dave, will it? Because I don't think he's watched a Monday night game all season. No, so, no. you know, it's uh, this might be one we all skip and just let you read the stats and be done with it. Um,
0: but, and then, of course, the giants are going to win it. So. You know.
1: Giants, Giants away. That. Down the coast. I can't. I can't do it, can I? I just. I can't find <laughs> a way to make them win. Uh, Buccaneers.
0: It's a clean sweep. And if it's not football all football. four of us, then. No, it's a clean <laughs> sweep Something. Don't worry. Running. Yeah, I mean, this is what I was talking about earlier on. It was, well, earlier on in the season, was the Giants haven't got a very easy schedule. And no, they don't. see them pick up fair. wins when it's 50 50. This one. Well, they've it's already got more, more than, people than people you thought would. they would. Well, yeah. No.
1: They've got three now, haven't
0: they? Oh, I have they? Okay.
1: Well, Which is 50% more. more than you gave them credit for. <laughs> and we're not even 50% of the way through the season. It's a tough, <laughs> tough run-in. <laughs> <laughs> they can't lose the really? games they've already won.
0: <laughs> we'll see. Uh, anyway, so that's that. Those are the week eleven picks. Uh, thank you very much, Will, for picking them for this week. Thank you, Seahawk Dave, for picking last week. Always appreciate your uh, contributions. Um, but yeah, that's it. Next week, hopefully, Dave will be back from watching football, and uh, we're we'll to talk about proper football. Um, but yeah, and in the meantime, of course, if you want to check out our other stuff, go to patreoncom down It's only four quid a month to sign up, and you get to get all these other things. Punk and I just released uh, an early access video, which was the breakdown, our breakdown of the Immaculate Reception from 1972.
1: No, 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 no. Hang on. You've immaculate got it wrong yet again. It's the Immaculate start. Incomplete, incomplete pass. If- the <laughs> Immaculate Incomplete Past. That's what it is. But I mean, seriously. What is, the
0: difference, if- what is the difference between a baby and a Raider fan? A baby eventually stops crying.
1: Oh behave. No one's crying about it. Just just cause you lot can't accept the truth that you cheated. You know what I mean? It's it's neither here nor there. But seriously, you know, people sign up to the Patreon. Even if you hate the ramblings and don't ever watch the videos, you know, it really helps us out. Um, it gives us, you know, the ability to be able to provide more content. Um, and you know, we 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 like talking about the NFL. We like talking about it a lot. Um, you know, we like your interactions with stuff. So, you know, those of you that, that have already signed up to the Patreon, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, let us know what you think of the stuff that's on there. What do you want to see more of? What do you want to see less of? Um, yep. I know you want to see less of Jim, obviously. I mean, you can't have a face like that <laughs> and, and be on the video too much, oh. but you know, let's uh let's 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 get interactive, people. Come on, get signed up to the Patreon. It's there. it's It's not even a pint a month, although it is a pint a month, isn't it, everywhere, but north of Watford, so, you know, it's one pint, come on, chuck us a pint, (laughs) what are you doing, come on, I know there's loads of you out there listening, sign up to the Patreon, we're doing good stuff, I promise.
0: We we are trying. we brought we are we are trying. So you can also check us out on Twitter at Final Down NFL, at punk underscore radar and at the Denver Dave thirty. Uh, so yeah, any anyone will contact us that way, then that's great. And of course the final dot com is where we stream our podcasts every week, obviously through iTunes and every other good place that uh, does podcasts. And with all that said bad places too. <laughs> even some disreputable places, you know, scum and villainy and all that kind of thing. But uh, yeah. all that being said. That has been the Week 10 Review. Thank you so much, Punk, for for being on it with me and, uh, and holding it down while Dave's off uh, gallivanting. And until next week, guys, I've been Jim, that's been Punk Raider, and thank you very much for listening.